You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number three. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Well, welcome back, everyone. Everybody who's tuned in before, and a very special welcome to our first-time listeners. For today's show, we have a very special interest topic for you that is a little bit out of the ordinary. Something from a little bit in times past, now that uh, podcasting and um, webinars are, are all the rage, but something which is very interesting and you might want to do yourself. Hello, I'm your host, Guy Mullen, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Don Jameson. Hello, Don, and welcome to the show. Hello, Guy. Well, Don is on the show today to teach you how to start your own FM radio station. Yes, that's right. You can start and run your own radio station. It is possible, and it is easier today than it was when Don started. Today, right here, you'll learn how to make it happen. So, Don, how long have you been involved in FM radio stations? Okay, well, I've I've been involved in radio since about 1969, when I got my um, amateur radio license in Canada, and uh, proceeded from there. I had to learn a lot of theory and practical uh, building of radios, uh, but FM probably I became interested in it more um, on the broadcasting side about um, the turn of the millennium, really. Okay, and so just in case you're interested in that accent, so Don, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the the, the radio stations, so you already, already mentioned that um, you started being involved in radio in Canada, but that's not purely a Canadian accent, is it? Where else are you from? No, it's probably a bit of Scottish as well, because my dad comes from Scotland, so that's probably some of it, and a bit of Kiwi as well. Okay, because you, you currently live in uh, in Blenheim, in wine country, in Marlborough, and actually I owe a lot to, to Don, just a little bit of a tangent. Don and I have known each other for a long time, and I owe a lot to him because he allowed me to marry his daughter some 22 years ago, so... That's um, right. That's right. So uh, I remember that day very well. And uh, But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about FM radio stations. So tell us about your radio station, Whisper FM. Okay. Now, I can't remember how it got its name, but that's beside the point. Um, probably because it's a low-power station running one watt of power. Um, I started it in 2002 with 300 milliwatts. That's one less than one-third of a watt, uh, running about two hours a day. I had a turntable and a microphone and a mixer, and that was it. And um, so, why did you why did you start that radio station? Why did I start it? Well, you were involved in some other things before that, which related ham radio. Oh, ham radio, yes, yes. I was involved with ham radio, civil defence, um, uh, various things uh, uh, over the years, search and rescue, and um, thought I'd just like to see what the broadcasting was like, whether it was possible. So you've mentioned a couple of different numbers there, one watt or a third of a watt or, or so on. So is that is that what low low power FM means? Can you explain that? How does that all work? Yes, low power FM in New Zealand is it is now limited to one watt. It was previously three hundred milliwatts, a third of a watt, uh, but now it's a, uh, an allowance of one watt at the aerial. So. Um, and do you have a device up on your aerial that measures that and record uh, it all? Yes, I work it out. I work it out um, from what's what's um, put out at the um, at the transmitter, and then um, subtract the uh, coaxial losses, and um, then add the, the antenna gain. 
Okay, well, we don't want to scare anyone away too quickly with with some of the some of the uh, the, the terminology. Uh, just so you know, we will have a a a download, uh, a one or two page download, which will explain some of the terms that we talk about and will explain some of the content. We'll have the URLs that we talk about. So watch out for that. You will be able to we'll explain where you can get that a bit later on in the show, but you'll be able to to get that information. So don't worry about scribbling down notes frantically now. We will have that all available to you. So, so Whisper FM, where's the location? What's the frequency? What's the range? What's the type of content that you have on there? Okay, Whisper FM is on the frequency of 106.7, which is in what they call the guard bands of the FM bands. Um, the top and the bottom of the FM band is um, uh, protected. For, uh, the um, aviation band is protected by a buffer, which uh, includes the low-power FM frequencies of 1 watt. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's basically... Um, 106.7 to 107.7 on the top end of the band and um, 80, I think it's changed now, 86.7 to 88 on the lower end. Okay, so this is particular to New Zealand? Particular to New Zealand, So, yes. So every country is going to have their own rules and regulations and frequency bands and, and, and power ranges and, and all that sort of stuff for... For the particular area, so that'd be something that people yes. have to look yes. into. So when That's you're talking right. about it, you're talking about it for New Zealand. Yeah, wherever you are in the world, you need to look up your your own your own uh, your own rules. But what what's the range? So you've got one watt. Okay. Um, what sort of range does that give you? Yes. Um, well, okay. Blenheim is fairly flat. It's got a population of around about twenty to twenty five thousand people. Um, it's in a flat area surrounded by hills and valleys. Um, the co- the coverage is all over the the town of Blenheim, plus up some of the valleys, which um, are directly in line with my aerial. Um, the the furthest one away would be about um, twenty two twenty three kilometers um, from from the station that I can um, that can be received. Okay, so you have a so you mentioned you have an aerial, so you're just doing this from your home. You've got a what a, a workshop or a shed or where, where do you have all this set up? And you mentioned you have an area or how high is that? Yeah, yeah, it's all set up in in um, what used to be a sleepout, and um, it's mainly used for um, the radio station now. Um, the aerial is not far away; it's just out in the backyard. Um, it's a, a length of water pipe, and um, to the tip of the aerial is about um, <laughs> fifty feet. What's that? Um, Fifteen meters, something like that. And um, with the aerial stuck on top, yeah. Okay, and so you, you don't have any problems with your neighbours with having a, um, a an aerial stuck in your your backyard? No, I don't. No, it's pretty unobtrusive. It's um, uh, not really not really too visible. It sort of blends in with the scenery. Okay, so so in New Zealand, the low power FM radio station is is one watt or less. What do you know about the range in other countries? Do they, are they similar from what you know about? Okay, I know that in the US, uh, the power limit is 100 watts. Wow. Um, and in Australia, I'm pretty sure it's 100 watts too. Um, so you could have a, a... Does that directly correlate with the range? So you could have 100 times the range of what you've got? or No. It doesn't quite work no, that way? No, not really. No. Um, it depends on the... Um, it depends on the noise level. Yep. Um, and what are the frequencies from radio stations? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, 
But what, but one, but a hundred watts compared to one well, a hundred watts compared to one watt. With one watt, you're dependent on um, the time of the year. Actually, I've, it's very interesting. I've discovered a few things um, about um, low power FM. How you're working with a minimal um, power, and um, the the leaves and the trees can actually absorb some of it. So it's a bit of an experiment right. too. Yeah. Okay. So so. Why would someone want to start their own FM radio station? Probably just having an interest in radio and wanting to give it a go. Um, that's what I did. I was, um, I, there was a lot of music that didn't seem to be particularly interested in the, in the commercial stations. They might have about 100 or less um, um, tracks that they played over and over mm -hmm. in between commercials. Mm -hmm. Basically, so um, Whisper FM doesn't have any commercials or adverts. It can do, but it doesn't. Um, and I play anything between 1920 to now. It depends if it sounds interesting to me. Also, uh, I have radio serials, some of the old radio serials. And um, I've, also, I've also got a, a partnership deal with uh, the BBC that I can use some of their programs as well. Okay, so it was just a follow-on of your interest, plus you yeah. just wanted to listen to a radio station in your area, which provided the content that you wanted to listen yeah, to. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. All right, so I guess if anybody who's got something that they want to share on the airways, they've got something that they want to um, to put out there, then they should they can think about putting it out through the FM, our FM radio station. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, so how large a project is it to go from... From nothing to start broadcasting. Obviously, it's a bit different now compared to what it is when you started. Mm. But is this something which is a big project, or is it? It gets fairly big. Um, it starts. It's a bit costly for a start, um, mind you. It didn't cost me too much because um, I was only operating about two hours a day. Um, I had to build the transmitter. I actually built it from a kit. Now it has to be a phase lock loop um, transmitter. It can't. It can't deviate from the frequency. Um, and if it does deviate, it has to automatically have a shutdown, so it doesn't doesn't interfere with um, other other stations either in the FM band or out of the FM band, which could be really serious. Um, okay, we've got that transmitter. We need to build an aerial. The, the transmitter is probably the kit is about um, four hundred dollars, and a little bit of experience with soldering. Um, know where to place the components on the board, and you can have it um, going in a day or two. Um, that you can set that to any any of the uh, frequencies on the FM band, and um, just using switches and so on. Um, um, basically, um, if you're just doing it without any fancy um, equipment, you, you really only need a microphone, a turntable, or some form of music, and um, and that's it. But um, I've got a um, computer which operates um, 24 hours a day, and the um, the computer um, handles all the programming. Um, it's a it's a New Zealand made program called Station Playlist. Something that ha happened about the same time as I started Whisper. I was looking for something to schedule the, the music. There was nothing around. 
any of the ones that looked up on um, online uh, didn't really weren't really uh, much use. But then um, I came across um, a man up in Tauranga who was um, just starting to build um, uh, the station playlist program. It was pretty basic at the time, but it, it scheduled um, things in a, tw- a 24-hour, one-hour format, um, in a daily format, so you could um, set up um, songs and categories, and, and then you could put in hourly hourly programming um, and put um, whatever categories you wanted in there and then each hour it would uh, you could have a different um, a different set of um, programs so when it um, generates the when it generates the program it actually um, picks um, picks the tracks which um, are in the category that you selected so you don't actually have to select the exact track. You, you just say which category you want in that hour, and it'll pick them for you. Um, you can set it up for a week at a time or up to 90 days. Okay, so to start with, you you had a turntable, transmitter, and uh, anything else? It, uh, the mixer. The mixer. The mixer just did. Okay, and yeah. so you just had going two hours a day, and that was all sort of that manual, all, right? Yeah. You were controlling it all. You'd set something running, and then you'd come back to it type of thing. Is that yeah. the way it worked? Yeah, don't go too far away before the record stopped. Don't go too far away before yeah. the record stopped. So now, with the software that you've got, yeah. and a computer, yeah. so now what have you got? The software, computer, still got a transmitter. Yeah. What else have you got? Got the got a good sound card, Yep. Um, which um, you can actually... Um, on the computer screen, you can actually um, uh, press the M button on the computer um, keyboard, and that will um, reduce the um, the volume of the music. So, you, and then it brings up the microphone, so you can actually um, talk talk on it, talk in. over it, or completely yeah. uh, close the music off. Um, uh, you can while you if you've got a good sound card, you can actually be recording other prog- another program while the um, while the um, computer is running the station. Mm-hmm. Now I should mention that all the um, all the um, the songs or whatever the tracks are um, if they they're not on CDs, they're ripped from the CD. And they're put into either an MP3 format or a WM, WMA format. So you could create a, create a folder on your computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's about I've got about three thousand tracks, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a bit more. And so, all of the um, all of the CDs I keep, I've got to keep the CDs for. Um, that's just part of the deal with the, the Copyright. royalties. Copyright. Yep. I keep them in a in a file drawer, and um, and. Um, I pay um, annual fee to the um, the um, APRA, Australasian Performing Rights Association, and also the record companies. This year, they've all come together so that um, there's a special deal for low-power FM stations. It previously, it cost three hundred dollars for APRA and two hundred dollars to this record is New companies. Zealand dollars, New which Zealand is three hundred New Zealand dollars is about. I don't know. It's almost the same. Two, yeah, two hundred and twenty US. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but now they've all brought them together, and it's three hundred dollars, um, three hundred dollars to um, for the year for everything. So you pay three hundred dollars for the year, and yep. you can play any music you like. Any music, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. you just got it. Have you got to buy that music from somewhere first? I, I buy it from the shop, or you buy it from wherever. the shop, and yeah. then that three hundred dollars gives yeah. you the right to broadcast yeah. it as many times as you like. Yeah. And, and the you... only reason I can copy it is I can copy it once to go on to change the media, just so it can be used on the station. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't copy it and sell it to anybody. I just copy it for the use of Whisper. Right. Yeah. And if I stop Whisper, I've got to wipe it. Okay. So so as you mentioned before, so you started off with a mixer. Um, a transmitter and a turntable yep. and you're doing it was all manually but now you've got um, you still got the mixer you're still using that I've got the mixer but I'm not using it at the moment okay so computer, computer the software to schedule everything and keep yep. everything running yep. you obviously got a microphone so you can talk into it you've got a yep. good sound card on your computer yep. you've got the transmitter yep. is there anything else that you've got now that's essential that's basically it the aerial the aerial the aerial and the coaxial cable out to the and so now, with the software that you've got, you're able to just—you've been over—you've been over visiting us for the last, I don't know, what three weeks. Yep. And yep. your radio stations continue to run 24 hours a yep. day, seven yep. days a week. Yep. Without you even needing to worry about it, just yes. keeps going. Yes. Yes. Wow. It can go up to 90 days. It wow. has. It has. I have been away for 90 days, and it still kept running. Yeah, because you've you've been through Europe yeah. and yeah. Canada and whatever, and it's continued to operate. Yep. So it's all completely automated. So a great yep. place to get to with it. And it sounds—it's amazing what what Ross Levis has actually done. I'm hoping to visit him shortly in Tauranga. He he had a—I'll just explain it briefly. He started off fairly basic, and then we had a what they called a Yahoo forum, and all the ones of us that were in um, in low power FM back then uh, contributed to the forum, and we discussed things what we what would be useful. And from from basic uh, programming, he's gone to um, first of all. He provided um, a way that we could um, uh, um, produce live-sounding time announcements, um, live-sounding temperature announcements, because we I actually record them, and then and then it um, it checks it checks when you put a marker uh, where you want the temperature um, announced or where you want the time announced. You put a marker in either T or you know whatever. And um, and it will pick a file with the same name, and it'll it'll. Okay, so it'll, it's able yeah. to pick a recording pick according a recording. to what the current temperature yep. is that yep. you've pre-recorded. You've pre-recorded those temperatures. Yeah. Okay. Yes, right. I've had people come and talk to me where I work, and they've said, "How, how are you here? I heard you on the radio in the car." Pretty quick mover. Yeah. yeah I said, "Oh, that's my twin." Yeah. Okay. All right. So that so the software has been pretty key to be able to get this all automated. Yeah, oh, yes. And sounding really yeah. professional, like yeah. a commercial radio station, yeah. without you actually having to be yeah. there. And and it was started by low power FM guy. He now sells it to big stations. Right. He actually sells it to us one of the Australian stations. Okay, and we'll have details mm. details about this on the download. Yeah. You'll be now able to get that get costs from about four hundred dollars for the whole okay. thing. All right. So if someone wanted to start up now and get something which was semi automated, what do you think they would have to? What do you think it would cost them to get set up today? Okay. First thing computer that's debatable yeah. what it's going to yep, cost whatever yep. with a really good sound card because that makes all the difference um not just a motherboard sound card um you'll need it's um, not a specialist thing it's just like what a gamer might use or yeah uh, yeah one that you can will actually do you'd be able to do two things through it at once okay yeah right like a dual sound card yeah that's right i can't think of a name at the moment but um, yep yeah it's got a name um and um You'll need that, 
and then you'll need to build a transmitter um, either build it or you can actually get it as as a kit set, uh, as a complete um, already wired mm -hmm. um, the one I use is what's called NRG it was a British one made in the UK and um, I'm not sure whether that's running now or not but NRG is basically if you look that up you'll find it um, and transmitter um, the coaxial cable well you get that and um, the um, the aerial the aerial components about seventy or eighty dollars yeah so and the transmitter did I say the transmitter about three or four hundred dollars yeah. yeah and if you wanted the software that's three hundred rights yeah three or four hundred dollars three or four hundred dollars yeah. rights for the yeah user and then the ongoing three hundred a year yeah. Okay, so you might be looking at $2,000. Oh, yeah, like fed up of $2,000, yeah. 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 Okay. All right, okay. And um, and uh, we touched on it before, just very briefly. Obviously, the regulations, you've got to do your own research as to what's applicable in your area. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a struggle when we started back back in 2000, 2002 because it was, it was really pretty new. There weren't many people... I was probably about the second second one doing it in Blenheim. Now there's quite a few stations in Blenheim, um, but this is another thing you you don't have a set frequency. The government doesn't say, "Okay, you're on one or six point seven. So someone can you, come over the top of you. Yeah, somebody, and sometimes it does happen, but they don't. It's a gentleman's agreement, and they when they realise that they're there, they can move somewhere else. Um, but as I say, there's no. The radio inspector can't come and say, "Okay, he's on that frequency. You're not allowed on there," right? Because um, you could be over a few miles, a few kilometers away, and you could still both operate because uh, you're not interfering with each but other. But if anyway. someone, if it's like a yeah. hundred watts, yeah, like overseas in the US or Australia, then it could be a bit. Could, yeah, might be able to they. I think in Australia and the US, they have they're done by the the government sets them a frequency. Okay, yeah. It's probably different in the different states. Yeah, I know in too. Melbourne here, I talked to the guy a few years ago and he, he's running 100 watts with just the exciter, not the final um, power. Yeah. Okay. All right, so how would someone start going about finding out the regulations of the area? Would it just be, is there usually some sort of body that regulates yeah, us that um, find out from? Or? Yeah. Um, every every, um, every country is different. Uh, it's the... Um, the um, radio the frequency department in um, in New Zealand, um, it's the FCC in America. Um, okay, I'm not sure what it is in Britain, you know, but you just you can find it. Google it. Google it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Google. All right. So, would that be the first step, or is there a more important step to do first? First step probably would be to um, get a good radio, preferably a car radio, and tune around look up the frequencies that are allowed mm -hmm. uh, now I'm just talking about New Zealand now because you can pick a frequency for yourself mm -hmm. find out which frequencies are allowed and um, and listen on it over several days and if there's nobody on it then you're probably okay to start broadcasting on, okay on so it's frequency. defining a space finding a space uh, like I say now in Blenheim it's a little bit difficult now mm -hmm. you know um, but um I'll, another thing I'll explain too, you've got, you can actually broadcast in uh, FM stereo, but I would recommend 
especially my ones are old music, so they don't really matter if they're stereo or mono. Mm -hmm. And with mono, you get a much more better coverage because you're not splitting your your power between two two sidebands. So with a hundred watts, you you lose several decibels. Yeah, you lose several decibels when you're splitting it like that. Okay, that's something to think about. Yeah. Okay, so. So uh, on our podcast resource page, we will, as I mentioned, we will have a download for you. We'll provide uh, the basic tech that we're talking about here, uh, the URLs and um, glossary of some of the terms. You'll be able to find that at the, the RealMan247 website under the under podcasts backslash resources backslash downloads. So go ahead and, and download that from from there, and uh, and you'll be able to get the the details of what we're talking about and the URLs and and glossary of terms and so forth. All right, so let's see. Tell us about the economics. Do you try to make a profit out of running your station? Is that part of your goals here? Um, Or is it just simply like a hobby that you just happy to put a bit of money into? At at the present time, over the years that I've done it, it's it's just a hobby. But um, I am thinking about... um, a uh, couple of ways of doing it either or like it's well known now in Blenheim and I could possibly go around um, um, seeking um, advertising revenue or how would you be able to obviously advertising revenue they want to yep. go okay how many listeners have you got how, is there yeah. a way of oh, there's, 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 there's not really a way of telling but um, I know just from from people talking to me I've, I have quite a number but it's it's I mean we're if when they do the um, you might have the to do a survey or something. This, yeah, in the statistics, we're classed as the others, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean much. Yeah, um, but if you t- charge a really low a low fee, and you you know you say that okay, the listener, the listener age group is this or this. Um, yep, you can get some idea. Okay, you know, yeah, just enough. It wouldn't. It would be a good idea just to have enough to cover a cost of replacement. Okay. So and, you. And so obviously, yeah, you could do some advertising. You what could, what you other ways? Are... You're allowed to make up to ten thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Before you have to go commercial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when you're commercial, then I suppose all the rules about everything changes. Keys, everything yeah. changes. Yeah. You've got to. You're paying per track that you play. Then. Right. Yeah. And so you actually, I think you mentioned to me offline that you actually are keeping a record of every song yes. that you play. Yes. Although yep. you don't need to submit that anymore. No, there was not a time anymore. when you had to submit what yep. music you'd played. And... Yeah, I used to have to submit it as a page, a piece of paper, and then it went on to a CD eventually. And um, by the way, Station Playlist actually makes a log up for you. Right. And so it's it, automatic. Keeps it, it keeps it for three months. Okay. And if, if they ever ask you for it, uh, you can just download it and send it off as an email. So what are some other ways that people might be able to monetize to recover some of their costs, you think, besides advertising? It's hard to say, really. Um, there is a possibility of if you go broadcasting online, streaming, uh, to have a website with a button you could, a person could press to to pass some money over yeah donations um i'm working on that at the moment but not i'm not well, i'm assuming you could also uh drive people to a sales page where you could sell sell products which yeah that people would be show an interest in through yeah yeah that's one that are, they're related to they're relevant to your listening yeah, demographic. That's, that's a good idea yeah um yeah 
Yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm sure you can get creative as to ways that uh, you know, as your audience grows, mm. you can look to look to monetize. I suppose there might be some opportunities to do some sponsorship. Yep. Um, it's a, to try to grow keep, your audience. Yeah, you try, I'm trying to keep it down to a minimum um, of advertising because what people say when they Oh, it's wonderful to listen to Whisper FM. There's no advertising. No advertising, yeah. right. So there's yeah. so if I can trade-off. If yeah. I could just have sponsorship, like say, um, okay, this R is sponsored by MS Motors or yep. something like that, you know, yep. and charge them maybe five bucks for the R, you know, that's still profitable, you know. So, so since you've got everything set up, so it costs you very little on a month by month basis. Yep. What would it cost you on a month by month basis? You got the three hundred dollars for the for the year. Yeah, three hundred for Is the year. Is there any other ongoing cost besides your electricity? Electricity, replacing about gear. About the only one. Yeah, replacing gear. So it's very very low cost. Yeah, considering yeah. this is all hundred percent automated. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I think you can see there's some huge potential. And you mentioned there about um, streaming online. Now, that can grow your audience massively. Yeah. That's something you haven't done I yet, haven't, but you're looking into. I haven't pushed it very much, but um, the new um, the new um, record company deal is, I think, that, I think it's $300 just straight FM, but I think it's just another $100, $400 that you can stream it. Um, but wow. the streaming is about $36 a month. Now, right. I'm not sure how many listeners you can get that way. Um, my feeling is that you get more listeners, local listeners on FM, it's more valuable than than streaming online. Uh, and of course, you're using up quite a bit of, um, quite a bit of the um, allocation that, that I've got on my, on my uh, internet too. So you've got to think of that. Oh, okay, you're talking about your bandwidth. Bandwidth, yeah. Okay, well, that's yeah. getting that's getting cheaper all the time. But, yeah, but um, yeah, I guess if you if you if the listeners out there, if you've got a special interest topic you want to broadcast about, you know, some um, some niche to a mm. demographic, then mm. then streaming online will be a way to massively grow it, your. It would be yeah. grow your audience a lot like podcasting. Yes. Um, you know, is is a similar sort of thing. But with, with a radio station, you're putting the content together, and you can broad, broadcast twenty four seven. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, like I said before, um, um, about three years ago, I I wrote to the BBC to see if there was a possibility of broadcasting some of their um, programs, and um, they they said yes. You can if you'd like to become a, a partner of the BBC you can um, use them um, so sometimes I will find something that's interesting I'll use it and so you're, you're able to get any of the yeah, content I, I've got a limit to the time from the their original broadcast time usually a week 10 days while it's still fresh after right. that I can't use it um, well I love some of the old BBC comedies are you allowed to broadcast uh, those? no no okay. no, oh, no. no. <laughs> alright so what are some of the obstacles? If someone wants to get started, what are the major obstacles that they're probably going to hit, need to overcome? Probably um, first finding a frequency, mm-hmm. uh, keeping your interest up mm-hmm. so that you don't, um, yeah. So, yeah, because initially, initially, initially it's going to be yeah. slow organic growth. Yes, so. yes I know. I've, I've, um, several people have come to me and say, well, how do you do this? And explain it to them. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, they've really got to be interested to keep going. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's an ongoing thing. Okay, so where can our listeners find out more about Low Power FM? Is it... uh, Are there groups, forums? Is there quite a lot of stuff online that people can get? Yes, well, actually, there's a New Zealand um, Low Power FM Society in Auckland. Uh, We can give you the... Okay, we'll put the details on the sheet. And it's $45 a year to... um, Yep. To do that. And so and there's they're, a lot of they're really useful on because and... yes, because they um they um push for low power FM, you know, they to the government Advocates for, the, for it. Yep. a radio um uh, frequency um part of the government. Yeah. Okay. And and if our listeners want to contact you, can they contact Whisper FM? Yes. And get your Yep. Um they can either contact me at whisperfm.co.nz or my own email, donjamison1947 at gmail.com. Okay, and we'll put those details in the, in the sheet. All right, well, that's all that we've got time for. Thanks so much, Don, for demystifying starting your own FM radio station. Remember that the rules and regs will be different where you are living, so you will need to do your own research in the ins and outs for your area. But Don's experience shows that you can absolutely start your own FM station. So get to it, and I look forward to having you join us for our next show. This is Guy Mullen. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.